can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPosito, and we're going to talk today about the Kemba Walker for Al Horford trade and the first deal for Brad Stevens in his new position of president of basketball operations. And want to give you the full rundown here. So Celtics trade away Kemba, the 16th pick in this year's draft as well as a future second rounder. What we get in return, Al Horford, Moses Brown, and a second rounder in the future as well. So basically swapped second picks and did a swap. Kemba Farrell, 16th pick in this year's draft for Moses Brown. That's the way you got to look at it. A lot of people I've been talking to have, kind of complained about the fact that we had to give up a first round pick to get rid of Kemba. And I don't really think that's the case. If you look at what sort of impact a guy being drafted at 16 would make, Moses Moses Brown's pretty much there. Uh, He's a guy that you actually know what you're going to get. Any non-lottery pick in any of the drafts is kind of a crapshoot. You don't know what you're going to get. And we were able to trade it for a guy who we know exactly what we're going to get. He's athletic. He's a rim runner and he's seven foot two. Everyone wanted height. We got height. So we're going to talk about it here. First off, I want to talk about Al's contract. And this right here is the biggest difference. Is Al Horford a better NBA player than Kemba Walker? Probably not. Especially not if Kemba, for whatever reason, actually is healthy this year. That, again, remains to be unseen because we haven't really seen it in the Celtics. So, contract alone, Horford is a fantastic move. We get off the books a year sooner. And the year after, his final year, he makes $14 million guaranteed. So massive massive difference between Kemba Walker making 37 and Al Horford making 14 guaranteed again if the Celtics make the finals if we win that salary gets bumped up a bunch but 14 million guaranteed so huge huge salary dump and that's really what this was all about it's to get off of Kemba's contract And it's to give the Celtics a little bit of flexibility to make moves. What we were also able to bring in is a proven leader. Veteran leadership that can come in and dish the ball. If you look at the way, you know, Time Lord has been probably one of the better passing bigs that the Celtics have seen in a little bit. And I think that's a skill that's only going to get better having Al Horford around. He's a big that his entire career, he's been an excellent passer. He's a guy that can defend while he is getting slower at 35 years old. He he still can defend, defend at a pretty high level against bigs. You saw in the past, he was able to defend Embiid. 
Again, not saying that's still the case. He's obviously older, uh, but he's still a solid, solid veteran leader within this clubhouse. And one of the things that we talked about all season long was kind of the lack of leadership and the lack of direction, the lack of focus that this team had throughout the entire year. So I think, you know, again, athletically, this is not an upgrade for the Celtics. However, you're getting a lot more. You're getting a lot of what you really needed all season long. You're getting a guy that can lead the team and just honestly call people out. We didn't really have a guy like that. You want, you know, your stars to be those guys. You want a Tatum or a Brown. They're a little bit more soft-spoken. So having a guy like Al who can really light a fire under some of these young guys' asses, like that's a big deal. And I think it's a good addition. I think it's a really, really good addition. You know, the part of this trade that, you know, probably makes the most sense and that Celtics fans all over the place are probably more excited about is Moses Brown. You know, for anyone that's not super familiar with this kid, go watch the highlight clip of him playing the Celtics earlier in the season. He had 19 rebounds at halftime. I want to say he ended with 20 and 23. 20 points, 23 rebounds. The guy is an unbelievable rebounder. And he's seven foot two. Like this is a guy that runs the floor well for a seven foot two person, very athletic, can block shots and rebounds like the best of them. So this is a solid pickup. And it's solid for a couple of reasons. Cause the first reason and arguably my favorite reason is it adds to the depth of our center core. And when you look at the center core right now, we have Time Lord, Al, Moses Brown, Tristan Thompson. You also have Cornette, who is a free agent, probably not going to end up getting signed. Uh, But this leaves the door open for Brad to really make a move here. With four centers in the rotation, there's no need for it. What that seems, at least to me, Tristan Thompson's gone. And with Tristan Thompson leaving, that's another mid-level exception guy that we could essentially trade for. You know, right now, obviously we traded away our point guard in Kemba Walker. Whether or not the starting point guard role goes to a guy like Marcus Smart remains to be seen, but... Trading away Tristan Thompson gives the Celtics flexibility to add on some sort of veteran, good defending point guard. And it also gives the Celtics a little bit more flexibility to re-sign a guy like Fournier. Not that he's going to, not that that's going to make any difference in the point guard position, but you'll look at the way the Celtics are constructed right now. This was, this one trade made a lot of things possible. So we'll, we can talk about kind of some trade targets. And I want to host a, a locker room or a Spotify green room, they're now called, uh, and kind of talk through some options, talk through some trade options, because 
I am very much expecting Tristan Thompson to be traded. They're not going to waive him. Doesn't make sense. There's probably not a huge market for him, but he's a guy that is a veteran. Like there are some teams that just need older guys that can kind of show the guy, show rookies the ropes. I don't think that he necessarily did a good job of that in Boston. I think that was kind of a failed experiment from Danny. Uh, and I fully expect Brad to, to know that. Like, I think Brad understands that that was kind of a failed experiment. And I think that this is his opportunity to fix the issue that was really presented to him. So that's another move that is now opened up because of this deal. Bringing in a guy like Moses Brown is just, it helps the team in a couple ways. You know, the other, the other reason I think this really makes sense is he's another big with a fairly similar skill set to time lord time lord's a better passer he can certainly jump jump more but this is a guy that basically he runs the floor well he rebounds well he gives you a shot blocking ability like this is a guy that can compete with rob in practice and hopefully brings out the best in him obviously we're going to need to figure out what the starting core is. Whether or not it's Al starting, whether or not it's Time Lord starting, like this is going to be having having some sort of competition for this just makes everybody better. It does. And one of the one of the big reasons that I like this trade bringing in two other centers we now have some depth at that position, even trading away Thompson. Because if you look at it this year, it was basically Time Lord and Thompson. Cornette, Taco, they were there, weren't really used. I don't blame them. They're not, they're not great NBA players. They're defensively, they're slow, right? Offensively, obviously, Cornette has a little bit more skill set than Taco. Uh, but this right here opens the door so that if Time Lord gets hurt, which he has every season for us, we now have two legit centers. We have a legit starter and we have a legit backup. Moses Brown started after they shut down after the thunder shut down Al. So this is like we have two proven NBA centers. And that's a big deal. It's a big deal. The only position right now that like you kind of look at and you're shaking your head a little bit like okay, what's the what's the plan is point guard now. Because this deal completely solidifies you in the center spot. And it gives you a little bit of wiggle room. It gives you the opportunity to get rid of a guy like Thompson with a salary that is agreeable for a veteran point guard. You know, one of the guys that I'm looking at that I, I think would be a solid fit is DeLon Wright out of Sacramento. Very strong defender, pass first point guard. He's not going to take a ton of shots. He's not going to force a lot. He's going to be a pass-first guy that is going to just 
defend really well. He's not going to be a Kemba Walker that gets bullied. Like you, a lot of people, myself included, love Peyton Pritchard. Love Peyton Pritchard for what he can do on the court. But he's still a smaller guard. I don't think he gets bullied nearly as much as Kemba did defensively. I think he gets he slides his feet, gets in front of people better. He's a little bit stronger. But he's still a smaller guy. DeLon Wright would be a, a point guard that could come in, bring some size, and fit into this core. The other piece to this that we touched on briefly is Fournier. So right now, obviously, he's a free agent. Whether or not Brad decides to sign him, we don't know. But I think he's going to need to figure out what his role is now. Because the difference is if we sign Fournier and then go on to sign a point guard, does whoever we bring in, maybe a DeLon Wright, does he start? And if he starts, do you start Marcus Smart or do you start Fournier? And is that going to affect the role that he's realistically signing up for in his free agency? These are questions that I think need to be answered or you just sign Fournier first, right? And then he'll just have to accept whatever role he's given. But these are, these are the questions. This is what's coming of this. Overall, I think this is a really strong first move. It's tough giving up Kemba because you're not going to get the upside in return. Right? The upside of Kemba is a 25-point score. You saw, you saw it late in the season. Last like 10 games of the season, I want to say he averaged 25. He was throwing up 30-point games, 20-point games, a 35-point game. He's a guy that can go out and score. And towards the end of the year, he was passing the ball better. Like, he was a better assist guy. But you can't, like, is it worth the risk? And I think that's the question that Brad was kind of, was forced to realize. You know, the upsides, the upsides there. Are you going to take a guy with huge upside and a ton of risk or a safer bet? And I think Al Horford is that safer bet. And adding Moses Brown makes it the safest bet. A lot of people are kind of complaining that he jumped into the move too quick before other people were on the market. The market for Kemba was not high. I've talked about this. Everyone's talked about this. All the analysts. The market is not high on a guy on a guy for like Kemba. It's just not there. He's too injury prone. He's older. He's still got a lot of like potential, a lot of skill. He's certainly still an NBA player, but he's on the decline. And he's on a bad contract. Like he's a max player making close to $38 million next year and pretty much $38 million the year after that. Like that's a tough contract to swallow. Al Horford, we got him cheap. Saved nine mil next year. 
And then we're gonna save a boatload the year after if we waive him. And it frees up a lot of space. I don't know that the Celtics are necessarily going to waive him, but he still is a guy that has some sort of leadership and that's something that we desperately need at this point in time. So overall, I, I mean, for the Celtics, I think we, I think we came out the winners in this deal. Some people might disagree. Some people love Kemba. Some people hate Horford for whatever reason. But at the end of the day, like you look at the cap situation, the Celtics are getting cap off their books. We're getting under the, we have potential to get under the luxury tax. And if that's the case, Bradley Beal is just two, two years away. If for whatever reason he forces a trade next year or the year following, Al's contract is a lot more agreeable, right? Al's contract is a lot easier to take on than Kemba's 38 million. It just is. It just is. So overall, love the trade. Love the trade. Love that Brad pulled the trigger. The next big move that I am expecting is is realistically going to be a point guard, re-sign Fournier, and figure out who the hell the Celtics head coach is. There have been talks that a couple people were brought in for second round interviews or second interviews. Ime Odoka, uh, Darvin Ham, and Chauncey Billups were the three that were brought in for a second round. No one really knows if that's if those are the only three, but those three have been brought in for a second round here. So we might be gaining a little bit of steam on that. Whether or not those three are really the the leading candidates remains to be seen. But you know we've talked a lot about this already. Kara Lawson, good pick. Becky Hammond would be a strong candidate. Sam Cassell, Rick Carlisle is a recent open job. Like he's another guy that just told Mark Cuban that he's walking. He's not going to coach there next year. He's a guy that won a championship in Boston as a Celtic. So anyone won as a coach, the guy's probably the most qualified. I know everybody in Celtics nation seems to be, you know, needing the race card to stay alive. They want to hire a black coach. And I get it. I get it. Jalen Brown's made it very evident that he wants to see a change. I'm sure Jason Tatum kind of is right there with him. They've both spoken out about it a bunch. Rick Carlisle, very white, very white, but he's a very qualified candidate. So I'm not saying that He's my choice. I'm not going to choose any person beforehand, but there's a lot on the table. There's a lot of possibilities for this team right now. And as of right now, I do think that this is a, a better team than it was last year, just as far as potential down the road. We bring in bigs, and I just I know there's more moves coming. This is the first of many. So buckle in. Make sure to follow the Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die. I will post 
uh, on that, trying to figure out another time to do a locker room or Spotify green room. And I'll post the link to that as soon as we figure that out. Uh, but that's gonna that's coming up soon. I got to try to do that this week at some point. So make sure to follow that page. Once again, Boston Celtics till I die on Facebook and make sure to stay tuned. We'll, we'll get that coming up in this, in the next couple days is my guess. Have a good night, Celtics fans. We will talk soon. I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic.